Amen. It's good to be here today, be in God's house today. Amen. One more time, happy Mother's Day to all the mothers here. Amen. I don't know who had the nursery today, but forgot a little bit. Anyway, turn with me, if you will, to Matthew, the fifth chapter. I've got one verse of scripture I want to read there, and then we'll go into a different part there in just a moment. Matthew, the fifth chapter. I do desire your prayers today as we try to speak for just a little while today, for just a few moments anyway. Anybody needs a nursery back here? Anybody, anybody send a kid back here? Vicky got it. She needs the nursery. Okay. Amen. Fifth chapter of Matthew, if you want to turn over and read with me for just a little bit. This is Christ, him speaking himself. It says, blessed, it's fifth, uh, fifth chapter in the fifth verse, or sixth verse. It says, blessed are they that do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. That come from Christ himself speaking. Blessed are those that hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. And I want to speak to you for just a few moments this morning about hunger. We need hunger today Amen. for God's word and God's ways. Anybody believe that? Amen. Let's bow our heads. We pray one more time. Father, we just ask you now as as we come to this part of the service, we open up your word. We follow, just ask you to give us the word. Follow it. The Holy Spirit just anoint your speaker today that he can speak your word today with boldness, Father, with strength today, Father. We need you today, Father, to guide, direct his service. We pray that each need will be met here. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We live in a time and today, you know, that you, and we talk about it quite often that, you know, everything's kind of, it ain't kind of, it's pretty crazy. It's pretty crazy. And you look back in God's word, it was kind of crazy back in his time also. But he came, you know, and laid the plan of salvation, laid God's, God's word out. And we're still talking about it today. One of the reasons the Bible says, you know, or it talks about, you know, the reason God's word is so important he told Peter one day, he said, uh, when Peter asked, or I think it, or Jesus asked Peter, who men say that I am, you know, and he said, some say you're this, some say you're that. And, and, Peter, and Jesus told Peter, he said, no, I want to know who you say that I am. And he said, you're, you're, you're Jesus, you know, the Son of God. I might put in a little more version. He said, blessed are thy Simon Bar-Jonah. He said, flesh and blood are not revealed to you, but my Father in heaven. Then he went on a little bit later and he said, upon this rock, he said, I'll build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Amen. It wasn't talking about Peter himself. It was talking about what he said from inside. He told, you know, he told what, and that's why I look at it. He said, you know, Peter told me, he said, you're the son of God. He said, that's what I'm going to build my church on. Very much so. He said, the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. In other words, it shall not overtake it. Amen. Amen. Well, in a time today, and most of them agree with it, there seem like every, the, every, they're trying to take everything away. But according to what the scripture says, they cannot take away, the God's church will not be taken down. Amen. Anybody believe that? I'm not talking about what man's built, but what we build upon God's word. He's not worried about, you know, I'm not worried about it, but that may, may not be the right word to use to say. 
But when Jesus was talking to Peter there, he was, you know, he told him what other people were saying. And there's times, you know, in our life, you know, we won't, we said what everybody else's opinion is. But sometimes God wants to know what you think. What you think. Who is God in your life? Is he the number one? Is he just somebody you talk to when you get in trouble? Or is he someone you know who says, well, and when I need you, I'll holler at you. I'm thankful you, you're, you're available, but I'll talk to you when I got everything else. When I lose control, I'll talk to you. Anybody want to talk about it for just a moment? But the Bible says, blessed are those that hunger and thirst after righteousness. Not one day a week, not two days a week, but all the time. Amen. My opinion, that hunger and thirst after righteousness. And taking it for in it just a little bit, little bit further here, you know, you ever been to a place that you've been so hungry or so thirsty you couldn't wait to get a drink of water? Maybe thirsty the way to do it, but I don't talk about it. You couldn't wait to get it because it drove you because your body needed it. Our system today needs the word of God. Come on. Come on. We need what the word of God says. We are trying to feel what God needs to feel with what men's trying to fill it with, with man's words and everything. Did I Peter, you know, Peter's telling Christ what everybody else is saying. I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't know that. I want what you say because you're going to be somebody and you can find out about Peter's life. He wasn't perfect, but he kept hunger. He kept thirsting. He fell down, but he got back up. Amen. We today in life, we make a lot of mistakes. We fall down, but we got to get back up. We as a country today has fallen down in a lot of different places. Amen. But we've got to have that hunger and thirst to get back up and say, this ain't right. Amen. We today, we live in one of the best places in the world today called the United States of America. And it was founded so many years ago on the Word of God. That's the reason we're standing today, because we was founded on the Word of God. Amen. If you and why, and, and, and we have fought wars after wars, and we have come out victorious. Why? Because we founded our, our thoughts upon the Word of God. And the Bible says, you know, when you do that, the gates of hell shall not prevail. But when you take away the Word of God... When you start taking away what we stood for years ago, something's going to happen. Something's going to happen. The Bible says, you know, he told it, Jesus told it. I know this ain't a Mother's Day message, I don't guess, but that's what God gave me and I'm just going to give it to you. Like it or not, okay? He said, he that built his house upon the sand, you know, when the storms come, it's going to collapse. We today, across our country today, there's a lot of things collapsing, are clapping, are falling down. Why? Because we have not taken the word of God and built our lives on it. We have not taken the word of God and said, you know, this is what we're going to stand for. Why? Because I want to build something that will last. You know what I'm talking about? 
I don't want to build something temporarily. I want to build something that lasts. And if Jesus said, you know, if you build upon the word of God, the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. I believe that's pretty sound doctrine there. That's not done any Baptist. That's not a Methodist doctrine, but that is the word of God. He said the gates of hell shall not prevail it. When the storms comes, they will not knock it over. And I'm here today to tell you, we as a nation today, if we don't get back to the word of God, we're getting ready for a downfall. And let me tell you, but me as a Christian today, I'm not going down. <laughs> I'm not going down. I'm going up one of these days. Why? Because the word of God says that his church is not going to be destroyed. His church is going up one of these days. But we got to have a hunger and a thirst today like we never had before. Amen. Turn with me to another spot. If I could even find it. Mark's gospel. And turn with me to the 8th chapter, if you will, for just a little bit. 8th chapter. We today, and I tell you this many times, we're so blessed today to have so many young people at this church. Amen. So blessed. But oh, let me tell you something. We've got to build the Word of God around them today. So they have something to build up on. The word of God very much so. Amen. When you start taking rules and regulations away from things, things goes crazy. Amen. For instance, most of you relate to this. Concord basketball team and just say Westside basketball team. They're a rivalry. Hey, man, come on. Can you imagine if they took all the rules and regulations, they put them out there and say, y'all get after it. Come on. Can you imagine how many fans would be on the court in a little while? It would happen. Why? Because we took the rules and regulations out. And it would be a chaos. I was in them two schools, be other schools too. Wouldn't be crazy. Hey Amen. We got referees out there now, and my personal opinion, some of them ain't too good. I ain't saying who, but some of them ain't that good. And we go crazy when they're trying to keep trying to keep rules and regulations going. We go crazy. I just said that to say this. We have a country, as a country, we have taken out rules of God. Come on. Amen. Come on. Amen. Thou shalt not kill. Well, we redesigned that. We can do abortions and that's not killing to some people. Come on. Come on. That's a commandment that come in the beginning of time. Christ said, I come to the world not to destroy it, but I come to fulfill it. Come on. But we have taken it and we still destroyed it. Or put it where it don't make it. We don't have to go with that rule anymore. Can I keep on? Amen. Oh, we have taken it. And, and when we say we want to build something better for children, we better get back to the rules and regulations of what God said. Amen. We've taken that and thrown it out. Yeah. 
And there's so many of them, I could say this morning, we have taken them and said, well, that was for then, but this is for now. But no, Christ said, they come to destroy, they come to fulfill it. And we had taken it and then this and then that. And we wonder why the world is so crazy today. Amen. Amen. There's another thing that says today, statistics today, there's more people that go to church today than they've ever been in before. That's what they say. But why have we got so much craziness today? If we got more church members, that's the key. We got church members. Amen. Thank you. We've got church members. And not born again Christians. Amen. When you're a born again child of God, having hunger and thirst after righteousness, I shouldn't say this, but I guess I will. Hope you don't leave. We wouldn't have to worry about who goes in office because we'd have a hunger and thirst, put somebody in there that had some common sense. I can't say that a lot of churches because they kicked me out. But oh, let me tell you, if we're going to get serious about this, we've got to start doing something about it. Amen. Come, on. Come on. I didn't mean to preach this this morning. This is all coming just right now. I ain't saying, thought nothing about that. I was going to say this till now. Is it all right? We today, in the last 20 years, look how much has changed in the last 20 years. Amen. I remember back in when my classmate was in school, you know, and they was disciplined then, you know, and they was a pallo then, and they was uh, had consequences to pay, you know, and they was, we obtained that, you know, and it, it talks about, you know, in the Bible, how to raise a child and you have discipline and all this, put them on verse, and now we're taking that all away. We just kind of let them do what they want to, you know. You go stand in the corner for time out, you know, if you do something crazy. I've seen on the news this week where a 12-year-old child at Little Rock threatened to kill people with a gun. 12, come on, church, 12-year-old. 12-year-old. Can you imagine? I couldn't imagine what Dad would have done to me if I just brought a gun and said, you know, I found I'm going to school and kill some of my classmates. I mean, never got signed through been on life support for a while. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Amen. Amen. And we, oh my gosh. Amen. We have lost it because we lost that hunger and thirst. And we're not hunger and thirst to God's righteousness anymore. And what I'm talking about I said a while ago, we got more people in the church on Sunday probably than we ever had in a lifetime. But we ain't got very many Christians in the world today. Come on, man. Amen. Come on. Amen. It ain't coming to church that's going to change the world. It's going out into the world. And changing and carrying the gospel of Jesus Christ to a lost and dying world today. Amen. But you won't do it 
unless you have a hunger and thirst after you. When you get a thirst at you, a physical thirst, you will do anything to get to that bottle of water or that glass of water. And if you want it so bad, you know, that you just keep on saying, I got to get it. I got to get it. You know what I'm talking about? I got to get to church. I got to get, I got to pray today. If we have a thirst of righteousness today, I got to spend time with God today. I got to talk to today. I got to find out what my, what my, what my obligation is today. But supposed cause I'm supposed to talk to him today. Why? Because he hung on a cross for me. He wants us to carry the gospel out into the world today. But it's hard to carry the gospel into the world when we've not got much gospel in us. Come on. What are we going to change? I look around and I see these people graduating, these young men and women. I thought, man. We need some people today that is not living a party life. Don't shut me out of here just yet. We need somebody who's got some hunger and thirst after righteousness. Amen. Amen. I'm gonna, I don't know if i got time to even do this or not read more. It's getting close. Can I get a few more minutes? And I'm on a eighth chapter of Mark. I wouldn't even preach. I wouldn't even preach none of this, but I am. Eighth chapter of Mark. It said in the twenty-second verse. Then came, then he came to Bethesda. This is Christ coming, and they brought to him a blind man, besought him to touch him. And they took the blind man by the hand and led him down the town. And when they, when he spit upon his eyes, he, God's got some strange ways. <laughs> you don't believe that? Read that verse. <laughs> He got some strange ways. He said, spit on his eyes and put his hands upon him and asked him if he see aught. And he looked up and he said, I see men as trees walking. Now try to get this picture for just a moment. I'll quit here just a few seconds, a few moments. As he took his man and he tried to talk and he said, he spit on his eyes. What the Bible said. He said, what do you see? He said, you know, he said, eyes, whatever, you kind of get in his mind, maybe eyes open up. And he said, you know, I see, I see something out there, but it's not clear. It looked like men walking, it looked like trees, men walking as trees, vice versa, whatever. I just can't see clearly. I put this a little bit more, add a little bit to it, but I can't see clearly. And he could have went on and said, that's good enough. You know, I'm better than I was. I can see a little bit. It's kind of like us as Christians, you know, we don't want to get out of our comfort zone. I'm doing all right. I go to church every once in a while and they don't ask me to do nothing. That's the way I like it. Why? Because I don't got that hunger and thirst like I need to have. Let me bring this home. This blind man said, I see this. And he said, you know, I see me in there. I see me in this tree walking. And I think this is the only place, and it's the only place I can find in the Bible. You may prove me wrong, but that's what I do. You, that's fine. I'm not saying this is doing it. But I think this is the only miracle in the Bible that you can find. It's kind of two-staged. You know, you find, we you know, Christ took by the hand. He leaped up and, you know, he touched the eye and he's healed. It. But he just right here, it took a little bit more. It took a little bit more. 
See, sometimes, you know, we got to keep saying, no, God, I'm not satisfied. Come on. I'm not satisfied where I'm at. I'm 64 year old and I've been, I'll be 65 for long. Gwen's going to beat me there, but uh, the 65, I just thought throw it in there. I've been here 34 years, I think it is. Be 34 years this August. A long time. Hair's turned gray all the time. Walk a little slower. Don't get up as good. But I want that hunger Amen. once again. Like we used to have. Amen. What am I talking about? And I ain't saying you have to have church service every night. We got to have a hunger and thirst after God's word. Some of the best times I ever have is going down a road or something in a vehicle and the presence of God hits me so much that I just start crying. I remember years ago, I think it was, when Jim Merle's mother passed away. I told this story. I, was just, I won't get into all the details. And we had a lot of things going on here at the church. And his mother passed away. Went over to their house that night. And I was going to have to do the funeral the next day or two. We had a play. was fixing to do it. it when we started a Christmas program here years ago. And then I started getting sick that night going on. I mean, I started hurting all over. And I got home and I was in that little Suzuki Samurai I used to have, you know, a little small rig. Everybody said that I got out, it looked like a clown getting out of a car. You know what I'm talking about. And I remember driving home and I started praying. See, when you get to a point, you know, you want something bad. Amen. You start pushing things out of the way. And I don't even remember how they're driving home, but I remember I got to about 225, went to Hill Creek up there. The power of God hit that little samurai. Now, some of you may going to believe this, but it's all right. <laughs> and I began to pray, and something began to come over me. And it just felt like something just burning over me. And I began to talk. And I was somebody going to believe this, and that's fine. In a language, I didn't even know what it was. It was just my spirit, because I had a hunger and thirst Go, I want it so bad. I remember I got home and my two boys, they were still at home. They weren't married yet. And I got home and they was outside. And I think the oldest one, he had went hunting and killed a coon or something. that got skidded. And I went out to help them or went out to see them just a minute. And an old Briggs went and asked mom, he said, what's wrong with dad? It was different. Amen. And I remember I went to bed that night and I got a fever so bad that my wife would touch me and she was hot. She couldn't tell me she wanted me to go to mercy. I said, no, I've got a hunger and thirst after something. And I know God He didn't bring me this far to let me not do what I need to do. I don't know if y'all get this or not. I had a hunger and thirst after something that I wanted so bad. And I remember we lived in a two-story old house then and I come down the stairs about three or four o'clock. My fever broke 
And they say, well, when I come downstairs, it seemed like Satan was there at the door trying to start the stairway, trying to stop me. And I remember, Brother Mike, this is plain as it happened yesterday. I said, Satan, I ain't got no time for your craziness today. I got work to do for the Lord today. And from that moment forward, I felt fine. I was great. And that's what I'm trying to say to me. I want that hunger and I want that thirst more than ever have. But more than what that, I want this church to have a hunger and thirst like we've never had before. Not be satisfied. This man said, I see tree, men as trees walking, but I still can't see good. Let me tell you, we need to go to God and say, God, I'm not satisfied with where I'm at right now. I've been to church for 20-something years. I sing in the choir. I do this and I do that. But I know God's got more for us. Come on. I got where you are. I got, God's got more for us. I want to see souls saved. Come on. I want to see people healed. Do you know what I'm talking about? And the only way I believe that we're going to get to say, God, I want this. I want this. He's blessed us. But I believe to me personally, he's going to bless us more. I don't know if you agree with this or not. This may be cut. Y'all may never come back. I don't know. But I believe he's wanting to bless us more. Why? Because we're on the down, we're on the home stretch of trying to get to heaven. And I believe that God is wanting his church to show out one more time. Sister Lady Joe, this is all right, preaching. Amen. I believe God is wanting his church to show out one more time. Say, no, this is not for show, but this is real. This is real. I want people to start realizing, you know, I come to altar. I didn't come to church to be counted. I came to church because I'm hungry and I'm thirsty after God's righteousness. I want more of his will. I want more of his way. I want to scoop my will out of the way. Jesus told Jesus told God his father one time he said father I don't want to do uh, put them on verse and kind of I don't want to do what you want fix or have me to do but not my will but let your will be done I'm here today to tell you if God we have a hunger and thirst after God so much we fill this church with people but first of all let's fill it with the power of the Holy Spirit of God Amen to get anything Amen. 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 One more thing I'll say in closing. Amen. We dedicated babies here the last couple of three months or a couple of months. I got grandkids. And I, maybe I couldn't say this in probably any other church, but I can say it here. We got election coming up. If we don't have a hunger and thirst after God's righteousness, we ain't gonna change anything. <laughs> don't shove out of here, okay? We gotta build back on God's word. Amen. We gotta build back on God's word. Say so this is the last thing I'll say. Kind of putting it a little bit more in there. I ain't trying to add God's word, but the Bible said, ah. I can see, but I still can't see clearly. If you're here this morning, 
and say, you know, I felt God, I've done this, and I feel tingle every once in a while, but I want more of God. I want more of God. I want more of God. It may change some of your life, but it'll change it for the best. I want more of God. Blessed are those that hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they'll be filled. Last statement. Peter was a man, you know, that was so much. He stood up on the day of Pentecost. He told the world they was crazy because they crucified the only one, the Son of God. Peter stood before the world and he says, you know, I don't know this man before Christ died. Told him three times. But when Christ rose from the dead, you can find this last chapter of Mark. He told me, he said, go get my disciples and Peter and meet me in Galilee. I said that to say this. When you messed up, you were still on his mind. If Peter could deny Christ in front of the world, you can't get a lot lower than that. But Jesus said, tell Peter, only one he named was Peter. Meet me. I still got work for you. Said that to say this, a little bit of last statement. He's got work for y'all, no matter what you've done. Let's stand. If they're playing every head bow, if you want to come and pray for any reason, come to right now. Anybody, come on, that needs to pray, come on right now. There's some coming forth. If you want to come, come on. Come on. Anybody else? Any of them lifted hands? God bless all them hands. God bless all them. God loves you. Amen. If you bow your hands, we pray for these people here today. Father, today, in the name of Jesus Christ, we come to you today thanking you for your Holy Spirit, we fell here this morning, Father. We thank you so much for your word today, Father. I pray for those that stepped out today, Father, for this lady, this young child today, Father, that you will just give them what they stand in need of today. Father, give this lady here, Father, that the prayer of the Holy Spirit right now just go inside of her like it never has before, Father, and touch this young the child today, Father. I thank you for my brother here today, Father, for the one he stands for today, Father. I pray for this church today, Father, that they'll have a hunger and thirst for you like they never had before today, Father. Let's have a hunger like we never had before. And Father, for the two that's here that's graduating, Father, the old men, I pray today, Father, that you let the power of the Holy Spirit follow them everywhere they go. When they start to mess up, Father, you will nudge them and say, ah, oh, this ain't the way to go. This ain't the way to go. The way to go is the thirst, the hunger of righteousness. And Father, we love you. Forgive us for we failed you. Father, let revival start in Oak Grove like it never has before. Like it never has before. Tell all the mothers we love them. And Father, we thank you for all this food that's been brought and been prepared for us today, Father. We thank you so much.
be with those that's less fortunate than we are. Oh, Father, we need you. We need you, Father, like never before. In Jesus' name we pray. And God's people said, Amen. Amen.